buffalo trail when he found his way blocked by the Blackfoot warriors he had glimpsed earlier. Their stoic faces covered with war paint, they showed only a cruel indifference as they measured him for their scalping knives. Suddenly one of the braves leaned close to his war chief and whispered something. The chief quickened. A short dialogue followed, and soon the entire war party came eagerly alive. When Hawk saw the quick gleam in their eyes, and the caution as well, he knew his identity had just been established. He was not just another foolish whiteface lost in crow country and ripe for the picking. He was Golden Hawk, and they had him. Hawk could imagine what was going through their minds. They were thinking of their welcome when they returned to their village with a mighty Golden Hawk scalp dangling from one of their coup sticks. An emissary would be sent far south to the staked plains to tell the Comanche of Golden Hawk's death of this Blackfoot band's great victory over the killer of their people. In years hence the tale of how they had slain Golden Hawk would be told over and over, each retelling gaining subtle yet wondrous embellishments. To solve them, Hawk held up his hand in the traditional greeting of the plains and pulled the stud back a few steps until he was on the edge of the cliff. The Blackfoot did not return his salute. The war chief spoke to his companions, and at once two warriors raised their bows. They were already fitted with arrows. Swinging the stud around, Hawk kicked it out into space. As horse and rider plunged down toward the river, arrows snicked past them. The horse's bulk hit the river's surface with a powerful impact, throwing Hawk clear. As the horse struggled against the powerful current in an effort to reach the far shore, Hawk took after it. Above the fall's ominous roar, Hawk heard a sharp war cry coming from high above. He glanced up and saw a naked Blackfoot, armed only with a hatchet, leaping after him. He knifed into the water less than twenty feet away, reappeared almost instantly, and began swimming furiously toward Hawk, who turned at once to meet him. He took a few quick strokes, then dove deeper into the water's icy embrace. So cold was the water that the shock of it nearly closed off his lungs. Brushing the bottom of the river for a moment, he twisted about, then pulled himself up toward the dim light shimmering far above him. He could see the Blackfoot warrior splashing about on the surface, waiting for him. As he shot up toward the unsuspecting warrior, the swift current caught him. Only by redoubling his efforts was he able to gain the surface. As his head broke free of the water, he found himself only a few feet from the waiting Blackfoot. The brave's dark eyes shone with eagerness as he lunged toward Hawk. His hatchet sliced down, glancing off Hawk's shoulder. Gulping in a huge swallow of air, Hawk dove once again, kicking frantically down through the icy water. Abruptly, he twisted about and shot for the surface. But the Blackfoot was ready for him this time, kicking down through the water toward him. He no longer had a hatchet. Instead, a long blade gleamed in the dull light. Hawk kicked himself backward, dove, tumbled completely around, and came up with his buoy flashing. The Blackfoot tried to evade his thrust, but was not fast enough. Hawk's blade sliced into his right thigh, opening a long gash clear to his ankle. Ignoring his wound, the Blackfoot kicked around and came at Hawk again. Blood trailing behind him like a great dark rope, the Indian slashed a bite out of Hawk's left shoulder, but Hawk did not retreat. As his opponent swept past him, Hawk thrust up again with his buoy. This time, its blade sank deep into the warrior's chest under his breastbone. As the Blackfoot's momentum swept him beyond Hawk, the blade slit the brave open from his brisket clear to his belly button. As the emptying body plunged past him, Hawk almost lost his blade. 
In a moment, the Indian vanished, his lifeless, tumbling form lost in the dark penumbra of blood flowing like billowing smoke from his wounds. His own lungs nearly bursting, Hawk paddled for the surface, broke it, and found himself in the midst of a tremendous, gut-wrenching roar. Glancing toward the sound, he saw, about fifty yards ahead of him, the tight, gleaming surface of the water as it vanished into the gorge beyond. The undertow had him by this time, and he struggled desperately to swim out of its grasp. But he was exhausted, and realized it was futile to struggle against the current. He did the only thing he could. He gave in to the relentless flow, lowered his head, and paddled frantically toward the waterfall. His heart sank as he saw just ahead of him the clean edge of the swift water plunging over the edge. For an instant, he glimpsed the mountain slopes beyond the gorge, their flanks mantled with pine and spruce. Then he was swept headlong over the edge. He did his best to launch himself as far as he could out from the base of the fall.